right, guys, let's get off the rails. It's a uh, it's Thursday, and you know we're not supposed to have any fun this week. Everything is serious. Everything is sad and just horrible. And if you're watching the news, but we'll try to have a little fun today. We'll try to try to. My buddy Matthew Marsden is here. He's on the couch. Last time he was here, he's, you were covered up with people. Sarah was, I was. on here and all that. Yeah, I was. I so was. Yeah, glad you're no. back. Thanks glad for having back. me, man. Let me get this straight. So you, all right, you grew up in the UK. Mm-hmm. And then you bounced out of there. We'll get into that. You bounced out of there, went to California. Were you already doing movies when you were in the UK? Yeah. Uh, you know, I always look at it as if it's a filter system, right? So, you know, in the UK, you want to be an actor, you're never really going to get any work as an actor. But if you do get work as an actor, you're going to be doing community theater. That's about as high I was going to say, you're doing Shakespeare stuff. Yeah. 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 You're not going to be like a big star, but, you know, if you kind of get through that level, then you might go into the West End, which is, you know, the equivalent of Broadway. And then if you do well there, you might get onto television. If you do well in television, you might get onto movies, British movies. And then if you get into British movies, then hopefully you get across to do American ones. So yeah. that's actually what happened to me. That's, is that through. the route you took? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, did you did you like every step of the way, or were you doing it to get to the movies? I was doing it to get to the movies. It's, it's a great. You know, I've never been asked that question. I'm a great uh, interviewer. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a pretty face, baby. No pretty face, baby. Um, no, I, I didn't want. To, there were a lot of guys out there that were really exceptional at Shakespeare, and they were yeah. really great on theater. Uh, on in the theatre, and I loved it. Um, but I loved creating new things more, right? Like right. I wanted to create my own characters rather than you know go and do Hamlet again when there's been all these amazing actors before that that have have just done it brilliantly. So I was like, you know what? I really want to get into the movies, and movies were the initial spark for me. Yeah. Uh, and those were American movies. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I want to be in British movies. I always wanted to be in American movies. Like, what would be a big British movie that everybody... Like, what's a famous, well-known... Is there one? All the all the Guy Ritchie movies, like Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels... Nobody the cares about all that stuff. <sighs> yes, they do. Nobody does. Who's the biggest actor? Like, who's the biggest current British actor? Like, if I say names, you'll say, no, they're from Ireland or Scotland. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's a big one. Idris Elba. Is he gay? No. He's gay. No. Surely no, he's he not. is. I've heard he's stories. Not. Maybe just a bit. Maybe a little no, bit. No, he's, Everybody he's is totally a little. Not. He's not. You can't make James Bond. Okay. No, you can. I'm, I think they're trying to. I shouldn't have said that, should I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Idris Elba, Ewan McGregor, the, the rest Ewan of McGregor, the, yeah. the majority of the cast of Black Hawk Down, to be honest. Yeah. Colin Firth. Uh, Colin Firth. Colin, no, Colin Farrell is Irish. Colin Farrell's Irish. Right, yeah. Jerry Butler's Scottish. Okay. Um, um, what's the uh, what's the what's the ball headed guy in the Expendables? Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Yeah. He, is he yeah. British? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's British. Yeah. Now you got to be careful, British and English. You got to be careful. Yeah. See, that's you got to be careful with that. See, that's where yeah. I start to get confused on yeah. stuff like that because I because because I've never cared enough. <laughs> yeah, me neither. You just say British and then that gives you a pass. Yeah. It's yeah. like kind of like saying, are you? Because if you ask Kiwis if they're Australian, they get very bent out of shape. They get upset. I have a business partner that's a Kiwi, and I've learned. I can catch the nuances. Usually if I meet someone, I can usually catch the nuances of the accent, but I'm still, it's like asking a fat woman if she's pregnant. Like, you just don't want to go there. (laughs) You don't do that. Even when you know she's pregnant. Dude, I tried to get my wife, and she'd never do it, and she's been pregnant a lot. I kept saying, will you please, when someone comes up to you and says, are you pregnant, you should say, 
what are you talking about? Yeah. And she wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, I knew someone years ago who looked pregnant all the time. And I mean, legit, legitimately. And she got that a lot and she got offended by it. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's like, it's what it's what it is, what it is. Yeah. It was it was like an, an, an anatom. It was a it was just an anomaly of her anatomy. Yeah. That was a mouthful yeah. right there. So you got out of there. You came to Hollywood and I've gone through your IMDB before. Uh Oh, yeah, it's a long list. You've got a lot of stuff you've done. You're mm-hmm. a working man. Mm-hmm. You go out there. You do. And we'll just list off some things that people know. Like you, you saved Rambo's life in Rambo. I did. Yeah. You were schoolboy. Mm-hmm. Why did they call that character schoolboy? Do we know? I don't know. You got to ask Sly that. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing right there. Little yeah. skinny Matt Marston up in the trees in the rain. Yeah. Saves Rambo before mm. he gets shot by the, what, North Korean? The so, Burmese, yeah. Burmese. Yeah, yeah that's right. It was, it's, it, that's right. Yeah, they run together. See, it's like the UK. <laughs> yeah. Asians, the same with All me. The same. Runs together. All the same. Uh, um, I can't tell their accents apart either, though. Right. A little bit. But. You save him. You're in Black Hawk Down. Yeah. You're in. Um, you're in Transformers. Mm-hmm. Tons of stuff. I'm watching the TV. You know, a year or so ago, and I'm like, I'm watching Reacher, the series, and there's Matthew Marsden mm-hmm. playing Reacher's dad. I called you on the phone. It's like, you why did. didn't you tell me you had that part, dude? Yeah. But you actually read for the Reacher part. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Which is a I great read for the actual role of jack Reacher. of jack reacher yeah yeah, yeah. he was one of the greatest literary characters in modern history yeah and then right? they were like no you're old now you yeah. can play his dad see that's bullsh i was like tink <laughs> a little bit inside me a little bit inside me died i'm like ah oh, but the it. guy that played jack reacher mm-hmm. he's kind of a douche i don't know you, him you can't <laughs> say that but i can I, I don't know him i mean i know he's great i've watched in some interviews okay i've watched okay. some interviews he's kind of full of himself is he yeah uh, i mean if i look like that i probably would yeah be too. exactly if you're like six five good looking and jacked and yeah making a lot of money i mean he's he's doing very well for himself but it's weird to me that they let tom cruise play that character in the movies and then yeah. they're going to tell you in the series that you're too old because if you read the books jack reacher is not a young guy no no well you know i mean it's i, I think that Look, it's one of those series actually where they did it right. So we've got to give them I agree. You know, total props for that. They did yeah. a really good job with it. So you'll take those wins because normally, you know, Hollywood woke guys is it? And it's totally not woke. Um, so, you know, I'll take the wins where you get them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really. But I think that when you you get a franchise like that, you want it to go on for like 10, 11 seasons, hopefully. So you want a guy that's young enough. Keep to going. play for that long keep going. I wondered that about the books because if you read the Lee yeah. Child's books I was like how can they keep going with this character who's 53 years old in the books you know eventually you're gonna he's gonna be too old to walk into a bar room and break pool sticks over people's heads but yeah but you know they'll they do the prequels the, and yeah, they back do the it prequels up. and then I always said you know they should have done a spin-off because as you know Lee Child wrote that uh, that uh, Reach's father made him look like Liberace yeah so I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying, just saying Matthew Marston let's go and do a yeah he can turn Stan some Reacher. he can turn some elbows 90 degrees the wrong mm-hmm. angle yeah so you go to Hollywood and um you're not in Hollywood anymore several things transpire yeah you're in Texas now I am you're still in the movie business yeah but why why what's what was your downfall from grace 
Well, give us the give us the play by play of that rise to power. Well, you know, I uh, I I just I didn't play the game, and I basically got outed, even though. Play the political game. You didn't yeah. drink the children's blood. You yeah, didn't I wasn't. None have of the that gay sex with Harvey cooking, Weinstein. None of that. No. Okay. I, no, I just uh, I was a conservative in Hollywood. You're conservative in Hollywood. Yeah, and that's not good. It did because it it doesn't matter if you are you just want to be left alone. Like that's not enough, right? Yeah. You can't just doing your own business and you know you go and you make money i mean people say well you know mark Wahlberg and all this yeah but they had their success right and then they've come out and been very vocal and mark, good point. mark and chris pratt and those guys they're all too big right chris has got like three franchises i think mm -hmm. and when you get to that level they need you more than you need them and it's what's really insidious about it is all it takes is for the phone to stop ringing mm-hmm like that's it you just don't get called in yeah. so if you don't get called in you don't get put in front of producers because if you know if you're a producer and you're doing a series you're not really sitting there thinking where's matt marsden like like where is he why haven't i seen him you're like okay i've got this production to do and apart from my giant stars you know like you your chris pratt's or whatever like they're filling those other roles in mm. right so their focus is getting the production done and so if you're not in front of them right there and then, they, they assume, oh, he's working, um, he's not in town or whatever that might be. And then after a while, they don't see you. So you're not hot anymore. You know when they say, oh, is it hot anymore? Yeah. You're not hot anymore. So you're not on the lists. And then you drop down and then that's it. You're out. So I've always said about comedians, because they'll say, well, how can, and it's gotten even harder, but how can... Ricky Gervais say certain things that he can say or Bill Burr can say or Dave Chappelle and yet people still continue to love him and it's like because that's what they came into the game with yeah like they came into the game saying these things they got big by doing being who they are and now you can't cancel them you could try but you really can't cancel them and they're still going to pop off with the same stuff that would get a new comedian canceled immediately mm -hmm. right so i see that sort of like these guys they came in they had their values maybe they flew under the radar for a while then they got so big that you can't you can't pull the purse strings on them because they're, they're just so big yeah you know so i don't know like i remember when i was going out to hollywood and we were pitching sitcoms and we were writing scripts and we were doing all these things and i was like there's no way they're going to work with me because they already know who i am they already know what i believe you know, when uh, Roseanne Barr did her Valerie Jarrett thing, called her Planet of the Apes, and then came off and said, well, I was hopped up on Ambien. I'm sitting down across from the ABC executives in the, stu in the studio lot, and she looks at me, she goes, first question, do you take Ambien? And I go, see, you're asking me that question because you know I'm a conservative. <laughs> you immediately lumped me in with Roseanne Barr, yeah. right? That's not yeah. fair. No, well, you're not seen as individuals. I mean, I, and I think that we you know, we pride ourselves on our individuality, mm -hmm. right? And so there's no nuance. Like, for example, you're, you're particularly screwed because you're a conservative, but you say risky things. Mm -hmm. So you're not in that camp, right? They're not going to hire you over there. And over on this side of things, people might go, like with me, I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I kind of curse quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> even though there was a there is a study that says that you are highly intelligent. You're more intelligent if you curse. Honestly, it's Mom, true. listen to Matthew Marsden. You can't believe, you got to believe this face. Yeah, see? It's <laughs> no, but- He but, fell out of the helicopter in Black Hawk Down. So, so you, 
<laughs> and landed on my head. No, um, but you kind of, and I, and I experience this, right? Yeah. Like people kind of sanitize things when I'm like, okay, well, when you're walking around and you stub your toe, on the uh, on the corner of the bed you don't go all oh, fiddlesticks i mean come on let's be realistic and are these no. things that we really want to limit our people from doing because there is an element of if you want people to go into that sphere and fight like you've got to give them at least some tools yeah. right and that's what Chappelle, for example i mean every time i watch Chappelle, i mean he's like he's so brilliant right he's so brilliant and you don't you'll be watching him and like in one of his recent specials he said something that i thought was very very pro-life mm -hmm. uh and he jujitsued it right mm -hmm. he came in at one angle and went and changed it but he is uh he is the show yeah right he is the show with an actor you are not the show right there's multiple different people normally on the show i mean right. unless you're doing your sitcom whatever and you're the main guy like seinfeld's the main guy but so it's it's they have the show already like it's not contingent on you being the creator and i think if you look at like ricky gervais ricky gervais created the office mm -hmm. right everyone's like that is brilliant they made the american office and then he's he's just he's too big and then he did the greatest speech ever in the history of the golden globes yeah. and, and i'm sitting there and i've been there right like i know exactly what he's talking about and i'm watching him skewer each one of them yeah. and it's even better if you've been in hollywood because you know exactly what it's, everybody know what weinstein was doing everybody knew mm -hmm. and so when he called everyone on it and, and he does it and they're like <laughs> yeah the nervous laugh <laughs> you were there you know and he called uh, yeah. them out he told them they knew yeah yeah and so so he's at the point where he doesn't care and so now he's playing sold out audiences all over the world and good on him. You know, he came yeah. from nothing. All right. We're going to go to the next level. Speaking of Matthew's career, just going to the levels. We're going to go to the next level. We're going to get into some stuff that might get us canceled in the next segment. Okay. We're both canceled. It's all good. Okay. It's all good. Let me make sure I'm in the right spot. Yeah. We're going to make everybody pretty. You want to be pretty like Matthew Marsden? Well, guess what? Genius cell. Genius cell. You got to get their dark spot package. How do you like that transition into an ad read right there? Uh, go to geniuscell.com slash watch Chad right now. Get their dark spot corrector. It's a must-have. After months of record heat and humidity uh, included with every most popular package, those sunspots, those brown spots, the discoloration, even the dry inflamed patches all disappear in front of your very eyes. I went to the dermatologist the other day. Uh, just old. That's what she said. Yeah. She's standing there There's looking like at me. I'm naked. And she just says, you're old. Okay. But you can take advantage of the Genucell most popular package, which now includes the dark spot corrector, plus the classic Genucell bags and puffiness treatment and immediate effects. Get all of it for 70% off so you can try the best skincare in the world for yourself completely risk-free. And here's the Genucell amazing guarantee. You're going to see the results day one, or they'll give you your money back. Go to Genucell.com slash watch Chad today. Start looking years, even decades younger tomorrow all orders upgraded to free shipping you'll see the results day one you'll get the compliments everywhere you go guaranteed that's g-e-n-u-c-e-l dot com slash watch chad com slash watch chad we'll be right back all right so you got a you've got a project you worked on our very own sarah gonzalez has even a little she's got a line in that movie mm -hmm. and uh that it's coming out when it should be coming out in January. In January. And you yeah. just saw a screening of it. I did, yeah. And yeah. uh, what's it called? It's called Protocol 7. Protocol 7. What's it about? 
uh, I, I'm actually under an NDA, so I can't talk about it right now. But it's, um, let's put it like this, people- That's why I'm asking you, because I didn't want to say. Yeah, people on who watch this show will be very, very interested in it. And I can tell you, it's a really, really excellent film. So I, at some point in time, I was on Sarah's show Monday, and I made the comment, I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not for RFK and his policies. I'm not for him as a candidate. I'm not happy that he's running as an independent, and nothing about it, any of it makes me happy, although I walk lock, stop, lock, stock, and barrel with him when it comes to his vaccine opinions and stuff like that. Hint, hint, not saying anything about the movie. But uh, I told everybody, I said, read his book on Fauci because it will make you want to go out and hunt that guy down. Right. It really would, because he's a, he's a garbage piece of trash. He yeah. really is. And you've gotten a lot of blowback because of the COVID vaccine and stuff. Because again, you're supposed to just bow down to the culture around you, especially the one that you're in, and you didn't do that. Yeah. And uh, what was the results of all of that stuff? They come at you pretty hard. Yeah, they did. I mean, I, I lost work. Surprise, surprise. You know? yeah. And it's funny because everyone, one of the most disappointing things I think about it is when people say, oh, well, you know, you can afford to. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you can afford to lose work. I'm no like, one can. You can't, no. you know, you, you just can't. And it's a silly approach because, all right, say I can, you can't when they come for you. They're not going to stop at me. Right. And we've said this about Trump, right? They're not going to stop at Trump. They're going right. to go to anyone else that disagrees with them. We've seen this all over. So it was Loza Fox over there in the, in the UK. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, um, it's kind of funny, actually, the way that that all started out because I got COVID and I thought it was a very, very strange. Anyone, anyone that had it will tell you, right? I don't know if yeah, you had it. It's it's, it was, I've it never was had it, but weird. I've heard stories. It, it didn't, it, it kind of didn't feel like a normal virus to me. Anyway, I got it and then I was like, okay. Natu- so you're saying it felt synthetic, it did, maybe it, even man-made, it, it like you were being did. drugged. It genuinely did, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, well, whatever that means anymore. I mean, I think that just means I'm saying something before it comes true, right? right? Exactly. But uh, I, I remember I, I got sick and I had like backache one day. The next day that was gone. And I had a headache. Like it felt like my, my brain was literally like covered in, in, you know, crepe paper. Like you could touch it. Then that went. Then my lower back the next day. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, and I always thought, you know, when Trump was saying, I'm going to I'm going to get the vaccine out. Like, at that point, we we're all like, what is going on in the world? Right. Yeah. This is, you know, they were showing like, do you remember those, those videos where they were like welding people into their houses yeah. in China and people. Yeah. And nobody talks about this anymore. Like there were people like walking down the street in China and they were like, and they just I'm dead. Fall over. All right. And so nobody's done any follow-up on that no. at all so I mean, as um, far as we know those people are still welded shut into the yeah, apartment they're still welded in and they're all like that like yeah. I, I don't know but uh yeah so i got i got sick uh after watching all this and i was welcoming actually the vaccine coming i wasn't like right. a, a complete i was like okay yeah it makes sense if there's something really bad then i got sick and then after that everyone kept telling me how i still had to get the vaccine and I'm like, mm, no, it's called natural immunity. It were, you know, and then they were like, no, no, you really do, or you are a bad person. Right. In fact, you know, it's your fault because Granny's dying. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we just none of it. 
believe it or not, made any sense whatsoever. Yeah. And then so I'm like, mm, you don't get this is this is the, this is the amazing thing when you come to America. All right, you come to America and you get infected with this thing called freedom. Mm -hmm. And hey, listen, I'm in the, the home of freedom, right, right yeah. now in Texas. So I'm like, no, you don't get to tell me what I do, and you certainly. And then they started saying, well, I know kids like don't have any symptoms or anything like that, but you should vaccinate them as well. I'm like absolutely right no how many way. kids do you have i have nine kids good <laughs> things are prolific at the marsden house <laughs> i bounce back pretty well i mean there's <laughs> yeah. a little bit of like yeah. i bet your belly looks like shit hey, you need some of that genius cell i do i need to rub it on all over <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I was just like, no, 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 this is this is getting ridiculous now. So it was a combination of lack of logic and critical thinking and bullying. Yeah. And I'm like, F you, you do not get to bully me. And then, you know, a lot of my friends in the industry were like, well, you know, if you want to go and do a job, then just, just, just get a fake vaccine card. I'm like, no, I'm not. I didn't come to America. Yeah, and to fake to, it. To fake it. Like, this is, this means something to me. Like, maybe this is, and at that point, you know, we didn't know which way it was going to go, right? We didn't know. I'm like, I get to step, maybe once in my life, get to stand up for something that means something. Yeah. And there is no way that I'm going to inject that into my kids. Like, you will have to kill me. Yeah. There's no way. You know, I see the Pfizer commercial with Travis Kelsey that plays for the football team. And he's got the flu and the vax in the in the Pfizer deal. And they what was I don't know. We never confirmed it, but something like the word twenty million dollars was tossed around for doing a deal like that. It's like, uh, would you sell your soul for twenty million dollars to throw the band aids on there? Of course, I would not. I would not. Everybody, I guess, has a certain price. I, I just couldn't do that. Um, I'm willing to talk about it. I mean, I'm listening to the conversation. <laughs> twenty one. Twenty one million dollars, uh. and yeah, um, but. I see that and I go, okay, you know, what is somebody's price on, on, on any of that stuff? But then the other thing that I'm looking at is I go, is I go, people were saying, Hey, you get a fake vaccine card to go to a concert or whatever, cause they're not going to let you in. I was like, I'm not going to betray myself to go to a concert. Like if I stand for something, there's no price on it, whether it's a concert or a paycheck or anything else. I can't do that i'm just not wired that way you know what i mean yeah no matter what the cost is yeah i do and I, I think that you know i mean that this is i would say it's not like we're storming the beaches at normandy right yeah. like but it matters like having integrity matters and i think that especially in a world where we have such weak leaders that you want at least some people to stand up. And what was incredible for me is the amount of feedback i got from people because I'm like, in all honesty, look, I'm like, I don't know why anyone cares what an actor has to say. I really don't. <laughs> you know, to me, I'm like, uh, if if people would leave me alone, you would yeah. never know anything about me, right, at all. And I certainly wouldn't come on and talk about it. I mean, I don't mind talking about projects and all that, but I'm not going to talk about, like, politics or personal things. But now these things have completely bled into our everyday lives. Everything. Where we, we can't, you can't you know, go to a store without being told, put a mask on. I'm like, well, clearly the mask doesn't stop the virus, right? Like, clearly it doesn't. Right. We've already shown this. Everyone, oh, you put your mask on. And then what's, I think, even more disappointing was the churches that 
that shut down and they yeah. were like, no, you can't come in without masks on. I'm like, you should, you are, you are the people that should be the ones that are saying it doesn't matter if we die. Yeah. Right. I mean, you should be willing to minister to people, but, um, yeah, to me, it was a line in the sand, uh, even though it might've been a very minor one. Uh, and what I got was a lot of feedback, as I was saying, from people that were saying, hey, listen, we feel really alone. Thank you for saying something. And I'm like, wow, if saying something on Twitter can help one person in yeah. a positive way, then it's worth doing it. Uh, and then there you go. And, and of course, you know, I, I actually did a, a really innocuous tweet where I said about how I'd, how I, um, I'd lost work. I was like, well, of course I've lost work. Everyone knows there was a mandate for that. And it, it went absolutely viral. It went everywhere. And I was like, I didn't really expect that to happen. But I think it was more that people yeah. are like, look, this is ridiculous. And like you say, is it worth a $20 ticket to a band who, by the way, are total frauds now because they're, they're so like not rock and roll and yeah. against the man. It's a joke. Yeah. Well, my buddy Brad Skistimus with uh, Five Times August, he just came out with his new song just the other he's day great. with our new record label. Uh, you know, uh, it's not rock and roll. I mean, and that, he's calling them all out. And it's funny how all these so-called rock stars are blocking him on X or Twitter and because he's calling them out. So you guys were all counterculture, and now you're well, no, to the he, man. Here's the thing for him. Not only is he super talented, and that's a great, yeah. a great song, but also he is calling them out. And he's mm -hmm. saying, look at you guys, you know, you you created this mystique, this rock and roll lifestyle. You actually corrupted generations of people in saying that yeah. this is this is the way, like, you know, screw the man, sleep with as many women as you can, throw televisions out there. And actually that it's it's all BS. It's they're not that at all. Like although these rebellious lyrics, it doesn't mean anything. Not a thing. No, and corporate it, shills. Well, it it really did expose a lot of people. I think. I think it exposed Big Pharma. I think it exposed you know a lot of doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, and now have you noticed they're like totally memory holing it? It's they're just saying, oh, hey, oh, it didn't exist. Yeah, just sweep that under the yeah, rug. Yeah, they're not even saying, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry yeah. for what we did to you when we said that you should be refused health care, right? Let's remember what they said. Yeah, Gene Simmons said, you, you just, you, these people should just die. I mean, yeah, they you, said you, you should go off and die yeah. and be refused health care. Yeah, they shouldn't have anything. And, and here's the sad thing. While most people who were against the mandates or, yeah. or I see I, I don't even like saying against this it's just that I don't I don't you pushing it on me right right like you want to go do you go do it but all we're all, all we said and I maintain this all along is we're saying this for you as well like it's not for mm -hmm. us you, you're ignoring all this data that is coming out and it, it was it was there it was there was a lot of data, even at the very beginning, that this was ridiculous. I mean, if you can't figure out that someone's saying that in a place, as John Stewart said, right, he said, in a place where there is something called the Wuhan Institute for Virology, <laughs> right, in Wuhan, yeah. and the virus comes from Wuhan, it's probably got out of the Wuhan Institute for Virology. <laughs> I'm just you know like yeah. we said about Hershey's yeah <laughs> which is brilliant I mean he, he, he clearly wasn't created from a bat right and even now people still say that yeah idiots 
it's idiots. But, but it's it's really concerning to me. I always think about um, you know, I read Jordan Peterson's book and 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 seen multiple interviews that he's had and, and you know we all like to think you know he says we all like to think that we would stand up against the brown shirts right we'd, we all say yeah we're the ones that are going to stand up and not at all we're not standing up to shit not at all everyone's like leave, give me my cell phone you know give me my yeah. soma let me carry on with my comfy life don't and, and look th- there's no worse place actually i hate to say it than texas because texas is you know, has been lulled into a Texans have been lulled into a false sense of security, false sense of security and comfort about everything about this state, and this is yeah. the crown jewel. We, you know, how many times have we said it on on Sarah's show as well? Like the, Texas is the crown jewel, yet we you've seen drag queen story hour, mm-hmm. uh, you've seen millions and millions of people pornography in our school libraries, pornography in the, the school open li- borders. I mean, the the school boards are completely shocking. Yeah. And the fact that Texans aren't like, you know what? I'm not going to work today. I'm going to go out to the school and we're going to protest it. We don't. We, ju- we just don't do that. Right. The left does all the time. All the time. Hang tight. All right, let's take a break. Get in some more stuff. We'll keep escalating. All right, guys. No matter where your adventures take you this fall, Bespoke Post has a box of awesome to make it just that uh, more awesome. The box of awesome is filled with carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. Uh, I got tons of stuff this month. I, I get multiple boxes of these things and... It's one of my favorite subscriptions out there. I actually bought the uh, little thing hooks on the back of your... This is how frou-frou I am. I bought the little... I add to my box every month. I, I uh, bought the little thing. It hooks onto your tailgate off the back of your truck, and it's a little wine and charcuterie board. Sticks right off Dude, the Dude, you are totally not a man of the people. That's next I'm telling level, you, I baby. don't hear that like I'm a man of and the people. And it's some fine, stinky cheese. You and some, it, yeah. You foo-foo. But it hooks right on the deal. I bought it for my girlfriend and her parents. They've turned me that. They've turned me that. Hey, go over to boxofawesome.com. Take a quiz. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. You might get a frou-frou little wine tray. Uh, they release new boxes every month across tons of different categories. Each box is valued at about 70 bucks, but you pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month. You can cancel any time. No pressure. 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Use code watch chad at checkout box of awesome.com code watch chad for 20 percent off your first box that's boss of box of awesome.com we'll be right back sitting here talking about comedians you know Chappelle. the, the compelling thing for me with Chappelle and a bill burr is the way they say something not necessarily the words that come out of their mouth now, Bill Burr will pop off with some pretty genius stuff. You've seen his um, his um, abortion bit that he does about baking a cake. Yeah. You know, somewhere in the process, you're baking the cake, and you just pull that thing out of the oven, and just it ain't near, nowhere near done. You just sling it on the floor. People are gonna, mom's going to be pissed off, right? Like, that's, it's a, that's a pretty good bit. It's yeah. very eye-opening in the way he did that. But, yeah, a lot of those guys, Ricky Gervais is so much of the way those guys say things, the way they say them. The timing, the nuance, the voice. I wish I had a British accent. It's not all okay. It is. It is. It it's is. awesome. Now it's I don't. Awesome. I had to watch Bridget Jones' diary three times to know what anybody was saying. Right. Yeah. Like for her to do that part, and she's not even British. Yeah, she's. You know, the funny thing is, and I do want to say this before we move on, is that comedy. Yeah. I don't think people truly understand. Right. How tough 
that is. It is, I would say it's like if anyone has ever boxed or fought and they've been in a ring, which I've done, Yeah, it's the loneliest place in the world. And comedy is right there with it. It is my, hard. My uh, girlfriend, we came, it, we had a conversation not long ago about intuition and just being able to read a room and be able to read people. And I said, you understand. I said, every night I walk out in front of hundreds of people who are total strangers. And I have about 60 to 120 seconds to figure that room out mm -hmm. before I really get into the show. That's why you're, you want to break the ice right there at the front, get pretty much everybody laughing. And then you got to see how far can I take these people? Where can I take them? Um, because a guy like Bill Burr or Dave Chappelle, they can take them wherever the hell they want to take them because they got 20,000 people in the yeah. room. They can afford to do it. Guy like me, yeah, you kind of want to, people come into my shows with a preconceived expectation. Some people think they're going to church. Some people think they're going to a political rally. Some people think they're going to, you know, I'm just going to rant on things for an hour and a half, or maybe I'm going to do music. They don't know. So but it, it is, is difficult. It's the most, you know, and I've done theater and, um, in, in my training as well, I had an option to do stand up, and I was like, no, yeah. Like I have no desire to do that because I think, I think it's a real gift. If yeah. ever you've seen any of those comedy workshops where people go be like, it's not your thing. No. It really isn't your thing. Yeah. Every now and then when we're, we did it in Kansas City um, at the comedy club a couple of weeks ago. We had a Thursday night show. We were there all weekend long. And so my opener and I, we, we stayed for their open mic night. And they had a great open mic community. Not every comedy club has a great open mic community. This one actually did. A lot of the people were really funny, a lot of potential, a lot of really good stage presence and things like that but i've been to some where it's like uh like your parents should have had a conversation with you before you went on american idol to try out that well this is it you think that people watching american idol i always say this like people watching american idol yeah would think you know what that person can't sing yeah maybe i should reassess my evaluation <laughs> of myself right i mean it's 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 just true i mean the amount of people as well that say oh it's uh i remember my wife who was was a ballerina uh we were in nine in, kids ago nine kids ago uh in we we're in um we we're in hollywood and a friend of a friend of mine uh went over to her and said you know you should act you should act and she was like no, I can't <laughs> act. And then the, and the person said, no, anyone can act. And she was, she said, you know what? You have no idea what my husband puts right. into this. Like there is talent there. And, and yet, you know, a lot of it is to do with camera angles. And I'm mean, like I was saying, when you do a special, right, apart from, you know, maybe the lighting, yeah, it's you, yeah. it's just you with an actor. It's, the lighting, the DP, it's the script. There's it's the best the other, boy and the gaffer. The, I know, the I, grip. I, I know. I'm always like, whenever they say those things, I'm like, <laughs> why do they come up with those silly names? It's but, funny. But, but no, I mean, it's a uh, comedy is really quite something else. Yeah. And, and I think that I'm full of admiration for people that can do it. Well, it's, and I think it's necessary, right? On, on certain levels, it's necessary because you can disseminate free thinking. Uh, that's why they're always attacking comedy, Yeah. right? I mean, you go all the way back, Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, they put those guys in jail, right, for violations of, of speech laws. Uh, today, they just cancel people. And so um, putting the transference of ideas from my brain to your brain with zero filter between us, like there's no algorithm. 
there's no there's no chicken wire between us to catch the beer bottle if they throw it at you or the tomatoes they're throwing at the stage it's just you're putting yourself out there here i'm sacrificing my brain at the altar of your you know your receptors or whatever they don't want that type of thing happening they want to limit that kind of deal because again on social media they can control that algorithm they they hear a word in a video they don't want that to get out boom they just throttle but you know i think that it's it all goes back to like a fund fundamental misunderstanding of the human condition right like like of, of what makes us who we are right and i think the left for the most part thinks if i limit this it's going to eradicate it yeah it's ne- I never i got into does. trouble it doesn't i got into trouble the other day because i said you'll never eradicate racism ever it's never gonna go away you can't you can't i mean kids when they uh kids are brutal right like you know you go to school with kids and they'll be like hey big nose hey sticky out ears hey tall you know they'll they'll come up with some reason yeah to to poke fun at you and i and i think that there's this kind of misconception that you can sanitize everything and and of course any kind of utopia is utopia for one person it's totally not utopia for somebody else so it means oppression in one way shape or form so but i think that um comedy is a necessary release valve for these things that we need to have like look i've been in a situation where i've heard comics say things that i find completely offensive and you just like suck it up buttercup right because the next thing they say is funny funny and and you you don't have a right not to be offended right i mean it's it's ridiculous you should you know comedians should push the envelope they should say these kind of things and for the most part i mean when you are not funny because look most comedic things that people find funny are things that they recognize Mm -hmm. right and that the comedians will highlight right that that we might know are absurd yeah or we might know that they're flaws in our own personalities right right? uh but the people that want to ban that they it's almost like they don't understand or, or they're not comfortable with being a human being and having certain feelings yeah. or having certain thoughts right and the importance of that is that if you do think something that is in error mm-hmm. that you can express it or you see someone else expressing it and you see it worked out and doing it in comedy is the best way yeah right it, it, it should be it, it should be yeah is to work it out so you like laugh at it and you go can, oh, you can well. laugh at it you can laugh at it while you process it. Yeah. I've made a video this morning, put it on social media. Somebody gave me the best compliment. They said, it's amazing to me how Chad can say serious things with humor. And I'm like, that's to me the that's best the point. compliment you can give me. I'm going to give you an expression of free speech after the break. We're going to go to one real quick. And, uh, and, uh, I, like, and I'm going to show you. I, I'm okay with people saying things that I don't necessarily agree with. And when I show you what I'm going to show you, you'll see exactly what I mean. All right. So hang tight. Uh, new partner with the show. Uh, it is a pretty cool little deal. BetDSI.com. BetDSI.com. NFL is back. And BetDSI is where you can bet and make extra money. That's right. That's right. Right now, my audience gets a 100% bonus match up to $1,000, that is double your money with promo code CHAD. I spell it Chad. Bet with uh, bet with the good folks on the NFL, the NBA, the MMA. Uh, you can bet on politics. I think bet on everything, man. 
Uh, play, win, get paid. If you want the opportunity to win big uh, on that money, go to betdsi.com. Use promo code CHAD. You can even bet on the 2024 elections. Why not? Uh, BetDSI has been a leader in the industry for over a decade. We're happy to have them on our show. BetDSI.com, promo code CHAD. Remember, please, to bet responsibly. We'll be right back. All right, take take a look at this picture. This is from earlier in the week. This is a BLM protester. I promise you that's not a black person parachuting in uh, with the Palestinian flag over the parachute saying, I stand with Palestine. Um, Brandon, what, is, what does that say? It says, that is all, that is it. That is all, that is it. Yeah. Um, and apparently this was in Chicago. This is a BLM protester parachuting in paragliding in whatever you call that yeah they're like we're not going to land and help anyone in chicago that really needs it we're going to just go right over it <laughs> yeah. i'll believe those guys when they start doing things in those communities of these yeah. kids that are getting murdered i mean yeah. it is ridiculous well amari uh, stoudemire from the nba you know who is professed jewish uh he came out the other day with a big fu to all of blm saying you guys y'all are silent on this when they're doing this to israel well, I mean, if that's a, I don't know that that you could be considered an unofficial statement on the part of BLM, but I'd say that stands pretty solidly with where their Marxist ideologies tend to lie. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's an that's an expression of free speech, and I'm okay with your stupidity to do that. You're free to be dumb. You're free to be dumb, and you could do that. And we can make fun of it, we can ridicule it, and we can tell you that that's a house of cards built on a very strong fault line and big wins, that where that ideology is going to it's not one that would that would like that ideology is not going to get you places in most parts of the world like take it to gaza and i promise you they don't care if you're carrying their flag or not yeah well it's like the mia khalifa thing isn't it we were talking about off camera is that you know she would be stoned to death if she tried to pull that like just for being who she is yeah she's she's a porn star she does a video it's a threesome with a hijab on and it's over and boom, she's going to talk about being pro-Palestine and resistance fighters and, you know, and you, but she goes over there, boom, she gets raped, she gets murdered, she gets raped again. And it's barbaric. Well, I, I mean, part of the problem, I think, with social media, and again, like I said earlier in the show, like I would never have said anything or made any comments. That's not my, my right. place. I don't believe to do. I just kept getting shoved to do it. But sh- thrown into is it. Is that you don't just, you don't, not everyone has to have a stance on something. You know, you, you can just be quiet. Uh, you know, sometimes it's best to do that, like not say anything. I mean, saying that the BLM thing, which was always puzzling to me and for people that don't know this they literally had on their website that they were for the disintegration of the family unit yeah so from the very beginning i came out i'm going against what i just said yeah. but i was like i'm not down with blm and oh my gosh oh we know why um, why tell me why <laughs> no yeah well we know and tell me why i'm completely against yeah that and by the way the fact that the two founders i believe is the two founders uh were marxist yeah. i'm not down with that either right am i do i think that you know black lives matter 
every life every matters. Life matters. A black lives matter. A white life Unborn matters. Lives it matter. doesn't Elderly matter. Lives matter. But that, but this is the the ridiculousness. Like we we're sitting there again. We we're sitting there in the same way for comedy. You you're free to say whatever you want. Like we're saying like okay, we think all of these things matter they don't have to be separated out yeah like nobody can sit there and say that they want palestinian children to be killed yeah or any you know lives lost this, this is what i don't understand when you look at the people parading around cheering going yeah yeah i'm like why are you cheering mm -hmm. why is this what are you celebrating what are you celebrating yeah. you celebrate like either side everyone's get. i mean of course you know we have our thoughts that are that are pretty much aligned on on uh who is in the right and who is in the wrong on this uh, yeah. but sometimes there's tragedy right and it's not to be celebrated I, I yay you know we're going to war with germany you know no yeah. everyone's like no you know this is a really solemn moment like people are going to get killed on both sides innocent people are going to get killed it's yeah. not this is the the irony as well about going on a, about mean tweets yeah right yeah, I hate the mean tweets, but you know, it's we'll okay give to up go a whole war. lot of stuff. Yeah. All right, hang tight. Got to go to the final break here. Uh, hey guys, you know, cleaning guns is one of those necessary hassles in life. You hate to do it sometimes. It's a dirty job, but you got to do it. The patches are messy. They're inefficient. The rope cleaning elements, like those boar snakes, they they use that two color pattern, which can hide the dirt when it comes through the barrel. That's not good enough. Fortunately, I found a much better solution. It's Barrel Buddy. Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel making sure to clean the rifling grooves and comes in seven different sizes to match any caliber firearm you own. Barrel Buddy's composed of polymers that don't leave behind a residual particle, so it's safer as well, which is an amazing concept. Cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates and absorbs any remaining residue, buffs the interior surface clean. You can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. Cleaning your gun, it is a really important step in being a responsible gun owner, and Barrel Buddy's a totally new concept. It's a better way to take care of your firearm, so get some today. I guarantee you'll love them. Go over to BarrelBuddy.com today. Once again, that's BarrelBuddy.com. All right, Matt, there's never enough time for us. We'll have to get you back. I have to get you back. I would love to, dude. Where can, uh, where can people find you so they can come harass you? Uh, they can get me on Matthew D. Marsden and on Twitter. What is it? Twi X? X, I think. X. I'm starting to get used to saying X at I, this point. Yeah. yeah. I still tweet things, though. I still tweet things. It's confusing. <laughs> you're, supposed yeah. to you're supposed to post and repost. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Matthew, Matthew D. Marsden. D. Marsden? Yeah, Matthew D. Yeah. Marsden. Yeah. Big D. Big D, baby. Matthew D. Marsden. Matthew D. Marsden. Yeah. I don't know what that means. You gonna have any more babies? Maybe. Maybe. Might as well. Yeah. You know, after your you wife get... found something she likes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If someone could explain to me how this keeps happening, I'd like to know. Your wife knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a, a friend of mine who who pulled up and had a bunch of kids um, pulled up in their car and. Uh, and someone was like, how many kids have you got? And she had six. And then, well, yeah, because you know, you'd be surprised about how people react. In Texas, yeah. it's totally different. Everyone's really sweet. Yeah. In California, they're like, they treat you really yeah. badly. But, yeah. uh, and she go, she gave the best line. She went, well, maybe I'll stop when I have an ugly one. <laughs> <laughs> All the kids are gorgeous. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, you, you guys, y'all put together a fantastic genetic gene pool there. So 
kudos right, to y'all. Thank you. All right. Doing my best. Matthew Morrison, uh, uh, check him out. He's on the silver screen. He's on your TV screen. Uh, go, go find his uh, independent film, I Am That Man, and uh, check that out. You can do a little Google search and find that. I Am That Man. It's a great film that Matthew made. And uh, he's responsible for it. You'll like it. Love the message of it. All right. Uh, watchchad.com is where you can find me and so so much less sophisticated uh watchchad.com but it is where all the fun stuff is come find me out there uh i will be in birmingham friday night and then next week bouncing around texas heading up to oklahoma there's tons of shows coming up and i want you to be there so uh, check it out if you haven't subscribed to blaze get the overtime tomorrow blaze tv.com slash chad we'll see you later love you god bless you bye 